Hey guys, we are back. Me and Sock. What up? What up? What up? <laughs> yeah, he's stuck around, so <laughs> I nigga. guess he's in it for the long haul. Yeah, nigga got a, a contract extension, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we are back. Um, we decided to make this episode um mostly crime corner because in light of everything that's going on in the world. A lot of fucking yeah. crime. Mm-hmm. A lot, of, a lot of crime in this corner of the world. So, yes, I <laughs> think it's most fitting. Yeah, so we're going to still do, you know, our, our shit-talking segment because we kind of want to add a little um, brightness to the episode. But then, after that, we're probably going to be upset. So, let's get into it. Talk. Well, Linda. Linda, <laughs> Linda. Chicken dinner. Uh, <laughs> good news. Not much these days, but there is some good news for the sports fans out there. Oh, uh, yeah. The NBA is set to return end of July. Um, this was announced, I believe, today. Uh, and according to what I've read, uh, things may change, of course, but they will be um, hosting 22 teams in Orlando I believe on Disney is it Disneyland or Disney World I always I never been to either one so I always get them confused Orlando um, is Disney World Disney World okay mm-hmm. so Disney World I believe will be hosting 22 teams um you have your top 8 seeds for each conference east and west east and west and then um the bottom 6 teams have a chance to play in to the playoffs so whichever the 8 seed is I think if you're up by a certain number of games, they're going to play eight games to finish the season and then start the playoffs and go from there. Um, I, as a black man, haven't had a lot to be excited about, Linda. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. Um, I had, yeah, because I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so as you know, uh, the Rona shut the NBA down uh, in the March. And um, they done shut down courts around the hood hoods of america since then uh yeah nigga ain't shot a layup in months so um i'm 2k'd out i I, I video gamed out like um i'll be having my sons play one-on-one like just niggas have been just trying to create little competitions around the house just to just see like so wait i have a question yes 22 teams in the nba there are. So um, I guess they're basing it on teams that like were within a certain number of games of actually having a chance to make the playoffs. So it's just like, all right, y'all niggas is so far back and you couldn't make it up in eight games. Ain't no point in you coming. Oh, so this is supposed to be like a continuation of the season? Yes. So they are resuming the season, meaning that oh. it will. Yeah. So um, now, granted, like I said, Rona fucked up a lot. Uh mm-hmm. This is a first um, in my lifetime. I don't know what was the schedule before, but um, in my lifetime, NBA has always been done around this time. Like normally this week would have been probably the start of the finals in a regular NBA season. Um, It was also supposed to be the Olympics this summer, which Mm. obviously got canceled, but we never had other than just like summer league, which is just like rookies and, you know, people trying to make the team. This will be the first time we've had like live NBA action in July, like during summer months. So 
I'm excited. Well, that's good for you guys. Yeah, niggas that's got something good. to watch now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah, I've been binging like Netflix and Hulu shows and uh Oh yeah, I think I'm through everything. <laughs> yeah, I need I need something in real time. You know, there's only so much <laughs> that you can watch. Um, so that would be my good news for the day. Um, oh, okay. I don't have any. The only only good news I have is that I've pre ordered some shrimp and crab alfredo for tomorrow. <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> Was this a black business you supported? Yes, Kitchen Cray. Kitchen Cray. Okay. Shout out to them. I've never had them. I've heard great things, but I've only to... had his um the seafood lasagna. That shit was fire. So I can't imagine how anybody could mess up Alfredo. Well, Linda, you know, you don't want to be overconfident in people. You know, I, I, <laughs> I'm i sure there are people out there that have fucked up some some Alfredo. Now, how, I mean, yeah, but how you do it? Him. I have more questions on how you do that. That is one of the, like, go-to. Crazy thing is, I don't know if you've been in the grocery store lately, but mm-hmm. when all this shit kicked off, that Alfredo sauce was the first thing to go. People thought it was like toilet paper and paper towels and wipes and shit. No, it was Alfredo. I so, make my Alfredo sauce from scratch, so I don't know anything about no jars. Well, I'm a male, so I'm not doing all that. But it's super easy, though. I, super listen, easy. Listen, everything that's on YouTube looks super easy. I no, just, not even YouTube. I'm telling you, it's super easy. All you need. It's butter, garlic, like minced garlic. Um, it depends on how rich you want it because you can use half and half or milk or whatever, or you can use heavy cream. And then Parmesan-Reggiano grated. That's it. And salt and pepper. But that's it. Sounds simple. I'll try one day. Now, very Linda, now, Linda, you do know I can cook, though. So Yes, so that's what I'm saying. It's more a lazy thing. It's not an ability thing with me. Like, it's just it's certain things. But it's, it's very easy. Like, I'll make it real quick to put on french fries. Like, it's so quick. It's so easy. Now, that is a first. I have never heard that. Because I be making crab fries all the time. But that's ah, some okay. other shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very gentrified. <laughs> very, very gentrified taste buds there, Linda. <laughs> Okay, um, so well, shout out to Kitchen Cray. I do hope you enjoy your meal. We'll have to give a review of that. I'm sure you'll you'll enjoy. Um, I'm sure I will. I, I actually want to shout out uh, J Love Soul. Shout out to my homegirl J Love Soul. She mm-hmm. uh, she does um, meal preps as well, and she is known for doing um, like. Cajun Alfredos and pastas and her shit is amazing too. So oh okay. Yeah. Shout out to her. Shout out to her and all the people out there. I mean, there are a lot of people making, you know, good money and good food. Now listen, y'all want some real shout outs though. If I don't know you, you're gonna have to send a little sample of plate, a little mall sample (laughs) tray, something, a little toothpick situation for us, and we can shout you out. Okay. We ain't gonna ask y'all y'all for a lot. Just you know, let a nigga get a bite and then we can vouch. And then boom. You know what I'm saying? That's so, true. Send us an invite. Exactly. Exactly. This now, is make sure, free. And make sure now, listen, make sure y'all lights all them little plates down for y'all send us something though. Like, <laughs> right? We don't want to give, oh. give you we'll give you bad reviews over Rona equals one star bucks. And just letting you know. You said what? Rona equals what? One star. 
Like you know how they get oh. you on like a yelp. <laughs> Yo. I have I have one more uh, good thing. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I started riding a bicycle, which is a lot for me. You started riding a bicycle, like like cycling. Like like indoor cycling, like or you're talking no, outside. Like a real cycling bike, or you just got like a huffy? <laughs> I don't have a huffy. No, my bike is very expensive. Okay. Cause you know, some people would just be buying trick bikes and just thinking, but no, nah, that's dope. That's dope. I'm actually seeing a lot of people getting into cycling a lot. They more. are. I can't find parts. Like I had to order, because um, my dad, like he's real good with bikes and stuff. So well, not even real good. Like I grew up on bikes. Mm. So um, I actually had one of his old bikes, but he came and put it back together for me and all that. Oh, so I had to order. Yes, yeah, so I had to order brakes and I had to order brakes, tires. What else? I think that was actually it. And he's like, I forgot this bike was so Gucci. <laughs> oh, okay, Pops. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I forgot I Gucci this bike out. And I was like, what? He's like, there's a lot of good stuff for here. And I was like, oh, what if I'm changing stuff? Uh, okay. he's, like, he's like, you can't un-Gucci this bike. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And, so, by, and this is just like a, a, a figure of speech. He didn't literally put Gucci no, no, no. Parts he, has, okay. he, knows that. he doesn't even really know about stuff like that. But well, you know, people no. get tacky with it. You know. Yeah, no, okay. he's not. He's not like that. He so like the brakes he had on it were hydraulic brakes, and when I looked it up, um, like the cheapest hydraulic brakes that I could find was like two fifty, and I was like, oh no, I don't need this. I was like, can you swap it out? He's like, yeah. No, so you got like a Impala bike, okay. <laughs> Yes, but I swapped it out like for regular, just regular um, brakes because it actually has hydraulic fluid and all that crap. Oh, yeah. And so your so, shit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, your pops. Are- yeah, I was like, I'll work up to hydraulic brakes because I don't really need them right now because I'm not riding. Like, I'm in this riding group and they ride like 30 miles every day and shit. And I'm like, I'm in that joint spirit because I haven't ridden with them yet. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like. <laughs> I saw this joke somebody posted like um it was like man I signed up for the gym six months ago right man let me let me go up there and see what's going on like they they signed up and never went <laughs> basically that's how and they be like come on out I'm like y'all are not leaving me like I'll give me some time but people don't understand like I really don't do shit so it's like I can't go even if you go on a five mile ride which is not a lot on the bike it's a lot to me. Cause I don't do shit. I don't even know how to breathe right. Like I had to Google that shit. <laughs> you know what? I haven't ridden a bike in so long, and now I feel like I just can't anymore because, like, I never even thought about breathing any differently when riding I'm a bike. I'm sure you can because you're still active. Like you, you have you have to like play with your kids and shit like that, nigga. I don't do nothing. I leave my bed to go to the couch and vice versa. Honestly, so, our honestly, our Linda dads don't really watch their kids. They listen <laughs> for them. Um, I spend a lot I of mean, time laying play. down as a parent. Don't you play, don't you I, play like ball or whatever with them? I, I mean, so I like. Yeah. I used to, but then they got over forty pounds, so it's not like you can. You know what I'm saying? Like in in theory, you think okay, grown man, forty pounds isn't a lot. Until you get up to about the shoulders. Now, when you're pressing, doing shoulder presses, if you've ever been in the gymnasium or weight room, mm-hmm. 
you get up to about 40 pounds with the shoulder presses, it, it, you feel some tension. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm not a spry 31. I'm kind of no. <laughs> I'm a wash 31. I, I I think there are. I'm probably on the bottom half in terms of being in shape when it comes to 31 year olds. I'm not all the way out, but I ain't no, nowhere no. In either. Yeah, but you still like I said, you're active. Like you go outside, you you go to the store, you go. You know what I'm saying? You do shit. Oh, yeah, I'm like taking steps. Yeah, I, I, I take steps. <laughs> I do that. How many oh, steps? Yeah, I, don't I don't take that many steps. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do get some steps in every day. You know, I take the trash out, something. But, yeah, no, I don't, I don't take that many steps. Yeah, it's a lot of like, hey, what y'all doing? Sound like y'all fucking shit up. Lay your ass down. Like, that's that's how I parent. I don't really get into the physical thing, you know. But yeah, but of but course, when still, you know when we can go back outside, like you know when we do get on a normal. I still base, probably wouldn't take steps because that's just not what I do. I'm inclined to get a bike, Linda. I know I can't afford one right now, but maybe we'll get a sponsor to to give us some bikes. <laughs> Throw that out. That there. would be great. Maybe we will put your little that logo. Be, be like Lance. I have been watching the Lance Armstrong documentary, so that's about as close to biking as I've got. <laughs> I haven't watched that. I've watched the Epstein one. Well, I watched both of them. Epstein is on Netflix. The um, yeah, the the child molester. The oh, I know what you're talking about. I know you're talking about. I'm just saying I haven't uh, watched that. Yeah, I watched it. So I thought it would be worse than it was, like with more graphic um, details and stuff. Which it was graphic, just because they were talking about kids or, you know, teenage girls or whatever. Mm. And he's just so smug. Ugh. It was disgusting. And But then you think about all the people that he dealt with for who dis- who were disgusting as well. It's just, yuck. He's so, ugh, he was a gross person. And all the people he dealt with were gross, including President Trump. I didn't mean to call him president, but that dude. Well, you can't take it back now. You just claimed him. Yeah, yeah, Linda just declared her Republican... Lord I did not. <laughs> I did not. But um, but yeah. So that was my only um, that was my only good, good news. Well, it's all about you know some for- form of activity, whether it's you doing it or me watching other people do it. We're we're getting active this summer, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm glad for uh, not football. What is it? Uh, basketball came back for you people. I don't care, but I'm happy for you guys. Now, the one thing I do question is um, now that the NBA is re- resuming, um, mm-hmm. I don't believe fans will be able to attend. I'm pretty sure they won't. So this is going to be new. Um, I wonder how that will impact the game. Because, you know, hmm. NBA games, just, you know, sports games in general, outside of maybe like soccer. You know, I don't know if people pull up the flex at soccer games. But right. NBA games, definitely. Boxing matches, definitely. Warmer NFL games, you know, Super Bowl, shit like that. People come up mm-hmm. to flex. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just curious how things are going to be. What do you mean flex? You know, nigga got to wear his chain, take oh. photos at the gate, at the concession, sneak down to the little uh, oh, floor seats. I thought niggas like going to watch the game. 
Oh yeah, I mean, it's just it's still a scene, though. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, of course yeah, you go, yeah, yeah. but it's still a, like a Lakers game, for example. Like, yeah, niggas watching the Lakers, but you also want to be seen watching the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, okay. Right. It's like the saddest thing, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? So I am curious how that's gonna go, but again, you know, something is better than nothing, and I, I think sports fans in general would just be happy to. Like, I don't think there's really been any major live sports in you know mm-hmm. almost three months um i think there may have been like a couple like ufc matches and like kind of smaller events like bull riding and shit but uh other than that yeah this will be probably the first major sport we've seen since march so i'm excited oh okay well i think that's it for um shit talking unless you have something else you want to chat about now I did have a little shit to talk. That was more so good news. I do have, oh, and I and I'll keep it short, Linda, because I know we're on time. <laughs> um, for shit talking, uh-huh. I do have this to say. So, um, this past Tuesday there was uh, this blackout Tuesday, which oh, was yes. okay. I forgot. We I did want to talk about this, but go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, blackout Tuesday was an initiative started by two black female. Um, music industry people. I'm not sure exactly what their roles, who they work for, their names, etc. But um, the initial movement was like, uh, and let me just verify, I don't want to say the wrong information, but it was like pause the something. Mm -hmm. Right. So essentially the goal was for people to pause for um a day when it came to promoting music. I believe that was the initial um Right. Don't promote your basically streams. like don't promote yourself. Like yeah, don't right. whatever. But you're mm-hmm. still supposed to promote black power or whatever. Right. So um there was, you know, uh this initiative to post, you know, blacked out photos where it was completely black or dimmed or whatever. Um, and there was a bunch of confusion about it, to be honest. Um, a lot got lost in translation from, mm-hmm. you know, like telephone. Like you in class, it started at the beginning. It's one thing. It's a completely different message by the time it gets to the end. So I initially came across it assuming it was like about not spending like your money. Like that's just what I took from it. That's just not, you know, someone telling me exactly what it is. Just, you know, loosely seeing it. But hey, something for solidarity. So I post mine. Um, as I post, I start seeing more people post. And then I see some people posting corrections for this. Like, you shouldn't use Black Lives Matter hashtag. Use just the uh, Blackout Tuesday because by hashtagging Black Lives Matter, people who search that hashtag won't come across the vital information they're looking for that this particular hashtag is supposed to be used for. Right. Um a lot of, you know, nuanced, you know, issues with it. Again, not so much a bunch of clarity. Instructions aren't quite clear, but it's something, right? Right. I see a lot of people bashing this. Like, it makes no sense. Why are y'all doing this on Election Tuesday? Um, don't not post about the protest, about the, you know, social injustice and everything. 
like kind of just really tearing it down. Like mm-hmm. y- y'all are followers, y'all gullible, you do anything, you see, okay, nigga, like it's social media. You know how fast shit happens and you don't never want to be late on some shit. So if there's something that you think is productive, you want to make sure you own it too, just in case it is. And if it ain't, okay, change the hashtag, delete the picture, whatever the fuck, you know. But I got upset because especially on Twitter, I saw a lot of people bashing it. So I tweeted a couple of people, hey, look, you know, if you want to do something a little bit more actionable, here's this link to the petition. Mm-hmm. You know, just have the officers, you know, arrested. Not retweeting that, you just continue to bash the people posting Blackout Tuesday. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Now, Linda, guess what happened Wednesday morning? Just guess. Um, I don't know. Warner Music Group commits to donating a hundred million dollars towards social justice. A hundred million. A hundred million. Okay. I didn't see anybody that was bashing the movement say shit about that. I see it. I, I saw it. Okay. I, so now again, I'm not sure how this is going to work. I don't think it's just like, hey, here's a check for a hundred million dollars. Right, sure of course Investment. Not. And, you know, it's split up between different groups, etc. But I posted something to the effect of, number one, if you see a particular method of protest or movement that you don't agree with, it is perfectly okay to not agree with that. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to publicly criticize it. Right. You can just do something else. You know, hey, fuck this Blackout Tuesday shit, but I'm not going to just say that publicly. I'm just going to tell people, hey, make sure you vote. Very simple. Or you educate people. Hey, this is what you do to effectively push this particular movement because this takes away from it. Oh, okay. Thank you. You've educated me. Uh, Didn't see a lot of that. No. I think that um, how can I put this? I know there are a lot of you who are like super duper woke. Like eyes wide open, don't even sleep woke, right? <laughs> some of us get some shut eye, you know. Some of us rest, some of us relax, some of us um take the koofies off, if you will. And I understand that you guys may have a particular method or mindset about how to do something, that's fine. But right. if you're going to lead, lead by example, show people guide people on how you perceive things being done effectively. And if you're not going to do that, if you're not adding to the conversation, adding mm-hmm. solutions, then I really think you need to kind of relax on the people that are trying something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because doing something no, is doing something. But so like I caught some flack because that remember I told you I caught some because I said I forgot what I said. Hold on. Now I have to go to my page. I said, um, oh, I just said what it was for. And I was like, you know, it's not for us to stop posting about fascism and call it and stop calling out the country on this bullshit. And so, you know, I just said what it was for. And -hmm. then I was like, woo, child, Negroes fall for the okie doke every time. And people were people were like, well, you you could have just said what you had to say in that not the last line. And I was like, no, nah, because it's true. Because 
niggas don't research shit before they do it. And this blew up so so big because it was easy. And that's what made me like, that's what annoyed me a bit. And so it was like, it's like with anything, if you just doing something just to follow the trends, like you said, um, I, I just don't think, we can't afford as a people right now to do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because it can, it can backfire on us. Which in this case it did not because people came stepped up and said this is not what it's for this is this this is that you know what I mean but had people just posted the black and let it in the woke super woke people let it go and it wasn't only super woke saying shit it was I'm not super woke so um, I just feel like we we can't we don't we can't afford to just do shit just because somebody told us to do it and not check why. Or where it came from, and that's I all I was saying to people. So, but people was like, "I ain't need my last line. I could have just said what it was for, or whatever." And I was like, "No, because we like I'm I'm included in that niggas falling for the ogie doke because I fallen for it before. I fallen for you know just doing something. Everyone has just doing something because the masses do it. I mean, shit, that's how we all got to this fucking country because we fell for the ogie doke." Yeah, like however they got us, you know what I mean? I just feel like um, you know, that shit was easy. So that's why niggas did it. And it was niggas who never fucking posed who did it. And they just so they could be like, well, nah, I I stand with the movement, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what that's that's what annoyed me about it. I just want niggas to fact check shit. I just want niggas to do their own research, not the YouTube research. I just want you to fucking look into shit. It don't take nothing. It take two seconds to give some shit a goo. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it's not, it's not hard. It's not hard to find out if something is legit or not. That's all I want. I agree. I mean, you know, (laughs) again, like, it's one of those things where, like, Niggas only get offended when you think when they think you talking to them. Like right, even if you say right. something general, it's just like the only nigga that gets offended by you saying niggas fall for the okie doke is niggas that fell for the okie doke. Um, <laughs> now I will agree that I think these types of methods and movements and, and stuff. Number one, I think it was a bit rushed. I feel like if you're going to do something like this on a Tuesday, you might want to announce it. I don't know before Monday. Um, right, but that said, I think in this case, because it was online, because it didn't really require any major action, I just think the confusion mm-hmm. was what to do after posting that. Like, some people right. thought you weren't supposed to post anything else, um, when it was just not posting anything to promote. But again, this is where it just communication and leadership you know organization I just think it was one of them things like and I look at it like this as scattered as that was as much backlash as it got I still think it if if, if what I'm saying is true and I could be wrong but I I do recall seeing that you know several different sources that Warner Music Group committed a hundred million dollars to the cause however that's going to be distributed is yet to be seen but if some scattered ass shit like this can get a hundred million dollars out, you know, one of the major record companies, then imagine what a more organized effort could do. 
now. Right. I mean, not only that, the 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 backlash from the super woke and from the people who were who were getting it out that um, you know, this is you're not supposed to just sit in your house. Because my friend told me, I was like, what the fuck is this about? She was like, you're just supposed to sit in the house and reflect. I said, I don't need to reflect. I'm black every day. Like, look in the mirror? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I'm black every single day. This shit been happening forever. Yeah, yeah. That's what made me Google it. Because I was like, sit in my house and reflect. (laughs) But that's what a lot of white people posted. So I had to look it up. And I, and you know when I posted what I posted, a, a real good friend of mine. I'm not gonna say his name, but um, just like my man, he's a um, mm-hmm. fellow artist too, and he actually mm-hmm. stays in Atlanta now, I believe. Um, but he sent me like, man, you know, I respect you, so you know, I just wanted to give you this info, and he sent me something that was posted about like the um, like all the major labels. And it was like basically a chart to say, okay, these labels have made a statement, but like oh, yeah, none, of them, none of them have, you know, maybe only one or two. So maybe out of all the ones that he listed, maybe like 70% made a statement, but then only like one but they give nothing actually up. Yeah, committed. Yeah. And, you know, in that context, I get it. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, guys, I, the problem I sometimes have with some of these movements is it very easily gets distracted. Like, the cause gets distracted mm-hmm. quite easily. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, are we protesting for the right to not get kneed in the neck doing an arrest, or is this right. about artists making money? You know what I'm saying? Right, and right. On the one so, hand... So, no, so that chart that I that you saw, I saw the same thing, but it was a call to artists who were signed to those labels to call their labels out publicly and mm. I'm, I'm going to speak on that on my gangster when we get to that oh, but, um, okay. on just people uh, calling out their employers basically publicly and not really caring about their bag <laughs> but um, yeah no but I was go ahead huh? no go ahead go ahead because I had I, I've seen like different spins on that and I you know what I, from what I've seen it was like a call for labels to basically give artists a better percentage off of their, like, you know, mm-hmm. contracts. Now, on the one hand, you know, I get that, but then it's just like for the artists, and there's not many of them that's actually making that much money, let's be honest. Right. But if you are already making that kind of money, it's like, okay, if you're going to put up for the cause if you're already making it mm-hmm. like if it's genuine why is the late why should the label pay you more versus, right you stand the contract versus donating directly to the cause you know what i'm saying right. because if your royalties or your percentages are renegotiated and you make more are you committing the difference to the cause or are you just pocketing more money because you're a black artist and I, and i don't think and i'm not saying that that's not a valid argument that you know, artists in general, especially black artists, aren't getting like kind of horrible deals. But you know, at the end right. of the day, it is a contract; it's something voluntary, and I, it's something like that. Yeah, I think you know, if anything, money should be invested not from the labels, but from outside the labels, from our community, and we should invest in more entertainment lawyers that can get y'all some better mm-hmm. deals, so that you right. make it more. But you know, I or I, or uh. 
uh, literacy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now, now, granted, I'm not no lawyer, so I can't say I could read a contract and understand all the terms and conditions and right, shit like right. that. But you know, it definitely, in a lot of cases, is you know, a young, broke, starving artist who will take right. you know whatever lump sum amount, um, lump sum of money beyond what they've ever had. You know, if you never had anything at all, mm-hmm. you don't realize you're selling pretty much your entire rights to your your music right. for this twenty thousand dollars. You just know I got twenty thousand dollars I didn't have yesterday, and now I can live comfortably right. for however long off that, assuming that you'll be given opportunities to make more, but not knowing it'll be a fraction of what you actually generate. But that's a whole another conversation, um, right? <laughs> All that to say that, you know, I think like if it's about social justice and it's about, you know, police brutality, then let's kind of like focus on that because it it doesn't matter what your profession is. This affects everybody. We shouldn't use this as an opportunity to focus on our individual interests over the collective interests of just being able to interact with the police without getting fucking killed. Right, right. You have a right to be black. Like, what the fuck? You know, we will, we'll, so, we'll, we'll stream your shit later. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> bigger, but yeah, bigger fish so, to fry. No, I, I definitely feel your, um, feel where you was coming from. Like, if you, that's basically like, go back to, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing. Yeah, like, sometimes you just gotta kind of wait your, wait your, wait your turn with certain things. Like, you know, once everything's settled, you know what I'm saying? Like Right. Oh, what I was saying was that with once everybody came to one accord, I think it helped because people were posting black businesses and you know where does you know that we need to buy black, we need to boycott places that aren't black and you know, just it was more it brought more camaraderie to the black community, I think, especially on Instagram. Absolutely. I just think in general, everybody is just, it just at the very least, I think most people are on some, okay, well, what can I do shit? You know what I'm saying? Right. I think, I know I posted more than I ever post. I don't post that often, and I posted a lot the other day. And it was actually and it was actually (laughs) like socially responsible. Usually what you post is very erroneous. So I know you are in go mode, because you are posting serious (laughs) shit. Like, if you follow Linda, Linda usually just like every, I don't know, three months, four months, L- Linda just goes through this like purge of random ass like memes and pictures that don't have no contact. We don't know what the fuck Linda talking about. I usually say like phone up. Yeah. The random is like you collected just to like purge it all out at once. But because I'll be in my phone cracking up to myself, but I every now and then I share. Because actually, if I got on Instagram every day and shared, it would be a picture of Cliff. So that's true. I just, yeah, so I don't want to, like, I know pe- people have told me, like, when people post his picture, it makes them sad. And I understand people's grief. So I'm just like, and people grieve in different ways. So I just try not to. I be trying not to, you know, make people go into a space where they're unhappy. But like I when I see his picture now, I'm happy. Like it makes me smile. Or it might make me think to back to a funny something goofy he did or whatever, or something I did and he laughed at me. But 
you know, everybody doesn't think that way. Yeah. So I, I don't. That's why I don't post that often, or I don't post him that often. Understandable. I, I, I don't post him as much any anymore. Uh, yeah. But it, it's crazy because it's like I'll think about him, and then I'll, see, and uh-huh. then somebody else will like. Uh, you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Either hit me or post something and be like, "Damn!" Like, like Nari, you know, Nari hit me today. Right oh yeah, <laughs> well, I, I'm not gonna put my man out there. If he hit this, he know who he is, though. But uh, I don't mind it now. Before I had to mute him for a minute, but I don't mind it now. I'm happy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. When Nari hit you and say what? Um, she went to visit him today, and you know, oh, it just yeah, took me. Yeah, it, it took me. Just takes me back to have. You know how niggas like give directions without giving no street names, like. Uh huh. So, mind you guys, Cliff obviously is 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 buried, and um, mm-hmm. actually, the first time I went to visit him after the funeral, I couldn't find the shit neither. And oh, yeah. trying to describe <laughs> where he is, like even y'all, because I called you, I was like, I don't know where he at. And mind you, this is before he even had a tombstone, so it's like, mm-hmm. I will. It's like up a hill. It's 80 hills in this fucking cemetery. Um, by the trees. It's 6,000 trees in the cemetery. Like, so, but I was able to help her find it, so I feel good about that. Oh, because she, oh, okay. He's almost, he's like right at the front. Yeah, he's but you know how niggas don't listen. So I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, very specific. Hey, go, you know, the very first right you can make, go up that hill, you know, but we, we worked it out. Shout out to Nairi. Oh, okay. Yeah, shout out to Nari. <laughs> Cracks me up. But anyway, all right, so we're over like shit on. You know what, Linda? So, some um, things just can't be constrained. You know, you can't contain greatness. I know. You don't mind the long show, but I know me and I have a very small, um, what do you call it? Uh, attention span. You know what? I wasn't going to so, tell you what they call it. I was going to let you figure it out like a true teacher would. And you did. <laughs> But that's why I watch foreign movies, so to try to make me, um, help me pay attention, because mm. I have to read. Ah, that's interesting. Something. So, yeah. That's interesting uh, technique there. Yeah, my, no, no, my attention span is trash, so, and I, I know it's due to, like, um, social media. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, I mean, everybody, like, if you, if you can pay attention to any one thing more than six minutes without touching your phone, then you're, like, Sage yeah. nowadays. Yeah, so that's why I watch foreign foreign films or foreign shows or whatever. Like, oh my god, is a show called El Dragon. That's on good. Y'all gotta watch it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll talk about it in another episode because we're like some sort like sp- Spanish and rough rider. It is a Spanish drug dealing joke. That joke is mm. good. But um I think that I think the uh, L in the front was the was the cue for me. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> but then drag on. It'll drag yeah, on. You know, <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Man, we all like shit. So anyway. Um so yeah, y'all got some laughs out of us anyway. Uh before we gotta get into the bad shit. But before that, we got mail. Oh. And it's kinda like a clap back, but it's still mail. <laughs> Are you gonna read this word for word? Yeah, I'm going to read. I might skip some stuff, but it's not that long. Um, So she says, Dear Snacks and Sock, welcome back. I really enjoy episode six, so shout out to Mm -hmm. us. Okay. (laughs) 
But uh, she said, especially since I needed an escape from the gloom and doom all around us right now. As a spicy black, <laughs> I want to comment about the versus battle with BD and Bounty and stop calling me a spicy <laughs> Anyway, she's like, I want to comment on the versus battle with Beanie and Bounty. She says, I think you said it best in reference to Go-Go. How could you not like it? It's the music of our people. That's how I feel about dance hall, roots, and rockers, whatever those other two things. I didn't ask her about those. And I have to ask. Um, she said, they're all stemming from reggae. I am also an avid Go-Go fan, not Bounce Speak, but grown folk band. And can honestly say that the cultures have many similarities, which I agree with. Nobody can tell us shit about Go-Go. And nobody can tell us shit about dancehall. It is the music that represents our unique culture, the music our parents raised us on, and the music that encapsulates the good old days. As for the battle, I'm not equipped to explain how important this was. Imagine if Biggie and Pac did a show together after years of beef and came together to uplift the culture and 450,000 people tuned in and they performed all their oldies that made them famous and they freestyled and joned on each other and the hard one danced in public for the first time ever. I could go on. But just know that this verse meant to us what an essence versus junkyard battle would mean to DC. So I was like, Thanks. I'm going to share this and I really appreciate it. Who is the hard one? <laughs> yes. Did you, do you know who the hard no one idea. is? Um, and who? And okay. It was a was a bounty killer. And uh, yeah, was it Beanie I, Man? I have to go back up. Hold on. Or Elephant Man? I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't Elephant. I think hold it was Beanie on, Man. No, was it? Uh, damn it! She said it in OC. I think it was Beanie Man. But yeah, Beanie Man and Bounty Honey Killer and Bounty Killer. Bounty Killer. Bounty Honey. Um. Yes. Well, I I would assume the one with Killer in his name would be the hard one. I mean, that just yeah. So she said. So I said, "Who was the hard one?" She said, "Bounty. He's straight gangster. He never smiles. Never dances. Never talks about love." So I was like, oh, okay, thanks. I'll clarify. Um, oh, I told her I wanted to clarify that being spicy is not like a bad thing. I wasn't calling um like I guess more so West Indian Jamaican um people or people with that heritage like spicy is a bad thing. Like I was just saying, like y'all got a little extra yeah. chip. I'm right. I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I know when I go to Negro, I, this a little chicken's a little hotter than other places. Right, and, and I right. was like, you know, I wish I was spicier. That's why my emojis yes. be black as Yes, it's still so. to this day wonder about it. But hey, you know, I'll let you have it. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, thank you for your letter. Um, thank you for tuning in. We are glad that uh, you enjoyed the show and it helped you escape from what's going on out there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kindly asked the uh, propri- proprietor of this here offering, uh, could you please put together some kind of like playlist? Like, not a long one. We don't need 20 songs. I'm going to be honest. I'm not listening to 20 songs. But if you could put together maybe like a top five, oh, yeah, five. like a five each, you know what I'm saying? Like a quarter. <laughs> to... You know, bitches be yeah, long anyway. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I, like I said, I know um, 
like I know people who are like really deeply rooted and they, not so much like the soca and dance hall, but just, you know, reggae, like one of my good friends is like really into reggae and kind of like underground, like not even like, you know, like the mainstream people that we as Americans would be hip to like, you know, the real, you know what I'm saying? So I'm open to, to learning. I mean, I don't have that context. Um, the biggie, the biggie comparison to Tupac. I mean, I guess I could absolutely see that. That would definitely be a, a moment if those two were around. And yeah, that would so be, in that, that, in that, in that context, you know, not knowing the history of these two artists in relation to each other, I could, you know, be that would make me curious enough to want to, you know, learn more for sure. So, uh, hey, hip us, you know, like like y'all Dutchy wine, hip us. You know what I'm saying? Get us, let us right. know what what's out there so we can absorb. I, I want to be able to walk up in the party and, you know what I'm saying, get my boogie on and know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The party. Nah, not the... <laughs> now, wait, is that Wayne Wonder? Because, you know, it'd be like eight songs with the same beat. So that'd, that'd be confusing, too. <laughs> That's it'd what be I'm eight saying. songs, like Sean Paul and Beanie Man and, like, like all these niggas and share the beat. So I don't know, like, the same song. I don't know. And then I have no idea. Name? Uh, Luma D, the, uh-oh... Yeah, yeah, it, yeah same fucking beat. So, like, first of all, that would help, guys. If y'all artists could just decide, all right, this is my beat. Nobody else used it. Nobody. Yeah, <laughs> they don't I do mean, that. I guess collaboratively is is part of the culture and stuff, but it's it's just confusing. It's just yeah. like if Young Thug and uh, Roddy Rich had two separate, completely separate songs on the exact same beat, like we yeah, wouldn't know who the fuck it, it, it would throw things off. Um, but yeah, that that was dope. And we asked and encouraged all you guys who listen, you know, whether it's a DM, email. Yeah, okay. that was a DM. We'll count it as a letter. Still, still was writing. Yeah, yeah. But I appreciate that she even took her time to write a DM and to give us a shout out for. Um, she said we had oh, great things. Well, we appreciate that. We it's natural. I don't even know that I'm bantering. We just do it. So. <laughs> we appreciate that. We just chat. <laughs> That's dope. Some, yeah. All right. So, so, so where are we now? So we have covered the letter. We talked our shit. What's next, Linda? Now we're finally at Crime oh, yeah. Corner. We have to get on over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst. <laughs> All right, we have it's like ride. riding like when you in an Uber and, and they little tracklist don't slap. <laughs> yes, we are here. It's a crime corner, and it is oh, somber. Yeah, it's dark, and the light right. it's dark as shit in this corner. Lights out, guys. Um, are we gonna yeah. start with me, or we gonna start with you? Um, we can start with you. I have a bunch of shit. We don't even have to cover okay. it all, so we can oh. start with you. Oh, because Jay, you wanted to talk about Oh, yes. Them. Okay, guys. So, um, amidst all the the wildness going on regarding the protests and um, deaths of unarmed black men and, and women, mm-hmm. um, today was the preliminary trial, or hearing, I should say, not trial, preliminary hearing for the three murder suspects for Ahmad Arbery. Um, so mm-hmm. background. 
Um, the incident took place on February 23rd of this year. Um, William Bryan, Travis McMichael, and Gregory McMichael, Travis, I believe, being the son, Gregory, the father, are um, mm-hmm. all were all arrested for um, the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey. So, story goes, Ahmaud Aubrey is jogging through this neighborhood which these three gentlemen lived in um, under suspicion based on previous reports of burglary and activity. Um, the McMichaels that right. never happened. Right. That never happened. The McMichaels <laughs> um, saw Mr. Arbery jogging in their neighborhood and immediately assumed that he was the culprit of these burglaries that had been going on. Um, so in their truck, they are chasing uh, Ahmad around the neighborhood. Ahmad is mm-hmm. running um from them he's trying to cut through places even uh jump into a ditch trying to escape and avoid um these two men chasing after him who were in their minds making a citizen's arrest uh william bryan joins in later and at one point um Ahmad was running out of the neighborhood, but Mr. Bryan cut him off to kind of force him. Right. So I'm getting to that. So, yeah. So, I'm I'm trying to paint the picture that they pretty much like, I don't know, the word that comes to mind is corralled, but like, just how if you watch it like a nature documentary, Mm -hmm. they pretty much cornered this man and forced him into a position where he could no longer escape. Um, yeah, they heard it. William Bryan um, hit Mr. Aubrey with his truck. Um, there were like handprints and um, evidence from his clothing, dents in the car to show where he uh, hit him. Um, mm-hmm. Once they finally corner him, uh, Travis McMichael, who is holding a pump action shotgun, uh, demands that Aubrey, Ahmaud Aubrey get on the ground. Because again, these guys are making a citizen's arrest. Um, mm-hmm. Because Mr. Aubrey refuses to get on the ground, uh, he attempts to take his chances against this man with a shotgun. Um, he was shot three times. Uh, first to the chest, then a second to the hand, and then a th- another to the chest. Um, so total of hmm. three shots from the shotgun. Um, pretty sure he died instantly after the third shot. Um, here's the kicker. It comes out that after, according to Mr. Bryan, who reported this information to assistant special agent of Georgia's Bureau of Investigation, Richard Dial. So I believe Mr. Dial is the mm-hmm. one who's testifying to what Mr. Bryan told him and you know his investigators which was that Travis McMichael says after shooting Ahmad fucking nigger um, uh-huh. evidence from both his cell phone and Mr. 
trap him being Travis. So evidence from Travis's phone and William Bryant's phone are full of uh, racially racial slurs to the same extent. Fucking niggers, mm-hmm. whether it's being in an airport, where they work, responding to posts online, oh, wow. uh, you know, killing black people, etc. Um, so mm-hmm. um, keep in mind that during this uh, whole incident. Um, Nobody attempted to call the police or nine one one. Now, the the good news, if there is any, is that number one, the agent Mister Dial believes that Ahmad was the one who was defending himself, meaning that you know, right? They like to use the like stand your ground law, but if you hold a, you know, if you're threatening somebody mm-hmm. with a shotgun they're the ones who are in self-defense. So the, the agent seems to be on Ahmad's side regarding that. Um, and the judge did see that there was enough evidence to proceed with the charges of murder in the first degree for all three. Of course, um, I don't think a plea has been entered yet, but all, of course, are going to plead not guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad news... It, on the stand your ground? I don't know. I don't know because... What state did this happen in Georgia? No, it did happen in Georgia. Okay, yeah. so I believe Georgia is a stand your ground uh, state. Yeah, all of the is but states again, are. difference being between this because this is well, Florida was where uh, Trayvon Martin's uh, murder happened, mm-hmm. but similar to Florida, this law of you know protecting yourself legally with a gun, but the difference being this was captured on. On camp on video, right? Video. Um, the mm-hmm. the downside is that Georgia does not have a law, right? Hate, hate crime, crime laws, laws, meaning that, right? Of course, so they don't. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean that they can't be charged because these would be state charges, but federal charges can be um, mm-hmm. brought, and the the evidence uh, that okay. you know someone testifying to him saying fucking nigger after it, um, from what I've read mm-hmm. in reports regarding this case, that has been, you like, in other cases, even statements such as those have been used to um, bring about those hate crime charges, which could, you know, potentially um, make whatever punishment they get, if any, a lot more severe. Um, now, uh, right. I do definitely think that Travis is going to go down. I'm not, and again, I don't, I, it's going to be a long trial. The trial probably won't happen for, you know, a good year or so. Usually these big high profile cases take a long time to play out in court. Um, but I don't know. And like I said, and this is the tricky part about what you're charged with because, um, in this case, I think first degree murder, you may be able to get the the person that pulled the trigger on that. And the reason I say that is from what I've mm-hmm. read in Georgia, when it comes to first degree murder, murder excuse me, I don't think you have to prove intent. Uh, so that's so for first Good degree, I do not believe you have to prove intent. Uh, well, yeah, right. But then, like I said, uh, 
difference being like again it, it varies from state to state so this is for example why they wouldn't charge mm-hmm. um the officer who killed george floyd with first degree murder because you would have to prove intent right so that's the only thing that i think in terms of that the only argument that i could even think realistically could be made on in terms of the defense of these suspects is he charged yeah he charged it was spurred him out. but it's like okay you're chasing him you're cutting him off you won't let him leave Y'all you know what I mean? like you have <laughs> and you haven't called the police yeah. to intervene either and say you have somebody you know it's a suspect and you're just mm-hmm. following them or anything so um linda i think i think western flicks fuck up mm-hmm. white people's psyche Westerns. You think who? Oh, Westerns. I don't even think it's that. I think. Well, but this know, is why I say down Westerns, in. Linda. I, I, I really think oh, that they could do white blunt. people have embodied this. Like, they really think, like, really think they're cowboys. Like, Spurs, cowboy <laughs> hats, chewing on hay. Like, I really think in their minds, they really think that they're doing just like they really think it's their job to go above the law. Like the law isn't acting fast enough. I'll do it. And right. I think I think they think they can do so what they want. And they have been. When all this is over with, and I hope that all mm-hmm. these men do significant time, if not life in prison, long enough to where by the time they get out of prison, they won't have a lot of life left. Um, mm-hmm. We really need to address this whole idea of a citizen's arrest. Like, why the fuck is a citizen allowed to arrest somebody on behalf of the fucking police? I mean, it's an archaic law. So, just like, I think like oral sex is still fucking illegal in a lot of states. It's just one of those well, archaic your laws. Boy, that your was boy never would be under the slam. Taking off the book in those states. Um, <laughs> yeah, lay. Look, you're going to break the we law. We all be. Um, but again, and this is why people like George Zimmerman getting off is such a uh, like. I don't mm-hmm. think, and I hope that going forward. The law, but was he charged? Was George Zimmerman charged with first degree murder? So that's what I was going to say. I and I'm not a lawyer. I just read a lot, but I think in cases like this, um, cases like these, which is too many, um, I think first degree is lofty in cases like these. I think second, or I think what they charge um, George Floyd's murderer with is good. Because at least we have a chance to actually get a conviction. So I think with first degree, since you have to prove premeditation is hard, even though we know they stalked and killed Ahmad, you still have to think about nine times out of ten, they're going to choose a jury, um, a jury trial. So you have to think about those racists or closet racists or idiots even. Who are like, no, they that could have just been spur of the um, moment. You know what I mean? So I think they're just lofty. Again, that's a lofty I, charge. And, and depending on the state, I would agree with you. The only reason why I said, and again, I could be wrong about this. I try to do as much 
So no, I, different again, things I think are the different. You're right. Reason why this makes sense in this particular case is because you don't have to prove intent. Now, if somebody if somebody is unarmed oh, okay. and you're okay. aiming a shotgun at them, and what I believe, um, mm-hmm. one of them, I think the one that recorded it, William Bryan, who, what? Mm-hmm. Right. The nigga um, with the dumb and dumber haircut. He was charged with. Mm-hmm. He was charged with murder, but it was something murder. else. Let me let me verify, but it was like essentially aiding and abetting uh, an unlawful arrest or something like that. Mm. I, I think I think I saw that somewhere in there. Oh, okay. So let me just. I think that's what it was. So in that case, I think if, you're right. If he's being charged with making an unlawful arrest, and that would make everything they did in that entire incident unlawful, and therefore amplify the the murder you factor in the the racial slur after that like i do of course think there's gonna it's not gonna be like open shut like you would think it's gonna be with all the evidence but and they're gonna Mm -hmm. make a case they're gonna you know use uh footage of him looking through like a construction site um and the owner of that home wasn't subpoenaed to testify either um, so, you know, like I said, they always got to try to find mm-hmm. some angle, but I think when you just remove the citizen's right to even attempt to control a situation like that, when you take that away, then it's makes stuff like this, like mm-hmm. black and white by then, like it's illegal to pursue right. somebody on your own without a police, like you need a police license to follow and pursue anybody, period. Like. Mall cops can't even, like, I could walk right. up in the mall and I could grab a whole fucking wall full of shit and walk out and them people ain't going to fucking chase me out the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Exactly. If somebody's not on your property, you know what I'm saying? It's not even your we'll property. You. Like, <laughs> like, I really feel like, in, in my right. mind, like, I really be feeling like these dudes, like, really, like, Elmer Fudd. Like, y'all really just got a shotgun and a stupid hat, and you just think you could just hunt anything that moves that you don't like, you got a right to remove it yourself. Like, there's no process to it. Yeah, and I think you... So, that's what I got Crime Corner, Linda. Yeah, I just felt like, because, you know, they actually were starting to release some details about that, um, it was a good time to just go into detail with the preliminary stuff. So as we, you know, get more details and stuff, we can keep you updated. Um, I do want to, however, note um, that the incident took place on February 23rd. Uh, The men were not, the men were Um. not arrested until May 7th. So you're talking almost, Um. well, two and a half, almost three months with all this evidence, including the footage, um, these men not even being arrested until this footage was released. So you just see the jig in that. Like, oh, you want to take action after the fact. Like, I don't know how long they were attempting to suppress it. Mm-hmm. They, no, they weren't going to charge him. They weren't going to charge him at all because his friend, he was friends with the, uh, the DA. They were going to charge him. Everybody had to recuse themselves right. for him to get charged. It's ridiculous. <sighs> but 
whatever. So I just have a few blips that <laughs> that I ran across. So the first one is this woman, of course she was white. She was evicted for throwing baseball-sized ice cubes to at protesters from her balcony in Louisville, Kentucky. And I just think that's crazy. And that, that's just, this is another example of your white people being Elmer Fudd. So, but yeah, she got it. Let me. Though. I'm sorry, Linda, because sometimes <laughs> when you say things slow, the context or lack thereof is just more glaring. So you're telling me. In the height of spring, like when the weather is starting to get warm, mm-hmm. this woman's method. Right. So no, talking- this was the other day. Oh, yeah, like so, yeah, it's fucking summer. So, in the summer months, this yeah. woman's defense, well, I won't even say defense because clearly if she's on her balcony, she's nowhere near harm. But she oh, is. Yeah, she was way up. Taking the time. To pour water into <laughs> containers, sit these into the freezer for <laughs> several hours a day, just to pelt protesters with ice. So she wants to have us. Oh, I love the situation, y'all. Because this bitch really yeah, started a snowball <laughs> fight in the middle of a protest and got kicked out of her apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like. <laughs> They what? You know, they lost their fucking minds. They they don't understand. They can't believe that we are rising up against their nonsense, their oppression. But, but for her it's weapon of choice, I mean, ice. Yes, bitch. Ice, like I just. I mean, she probably thought like people weren't going to realize what was happening, or I don't know. I don't no. know what the fuck she thought. Actually, and it wasn't much on her thought process. Well, they were just I mean, like, that, she got evicted. You know, so yeah. okay, well, guess you'll guess you'll <laughs> chill out now. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then, sorry, I don't have much on this. I just have a video. <laughs> I just realized this bitch. This bitch just. Acting like she was out of Frozen or something. Like, <laughs> like, come on, Elsa. <laughs> oh my god! Now I see why I picked it because we both retarded. I'm sorry, we're not supposed to say that word. Uh, we both silly. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Throw a snowball like that was a superpower. Bitches froze though. Oh my god. Okay. So, my next blip. I don't have a fucking. uh, This wasn't even a paper or anything. I saw it on Instagram. And I will post it on the um, Gangsters and Cupcake page if it's still up. But the NYPD broke into a jewelry store. Nigga, they had a, I don't know if it was, it had to be a blowtorch because the gate was down, you know, the metal gate. And they were making a person-sized hole 
in the metal gate. And it was just, it was just officers, NYPD officers, um, cutting that open. And it was a jewelry store. And so I assume they walked in afterward and went shopping. I'm not sure, but there's video. And I just was like, these motherfuckers are doing whatever they want. Like the NYPD and the LAPD, they are insane. And they have no consequences for the shit that they do. It's ridiculous. Now, absolutely. my ridiculous. question is, what exactly was the goal there? Like, were they, like, were any of them seen, like, taking stuff out of it? Or were they just trying to make it seem like looters? No, the video didn't go the whole way. I mean, it didn't show the whole thing, but they were just all, they were just standing there, like, it was a few, it was like four of them, and they were opening, they were, um, you know, torching or whatever, like, they were cutting the shit open so they could well, so they could get in. It was There was no alarm or anything going on, there was nothing going on, I guess they didn't know, they didn't even know that people were filming them. It was relatively quiet, like, where they were. So people were across the street from them, zoomed in, and they were like, "What the fuck are they doing? Like, are these niggas serious? These niggas breaking into a jewelry store? Like, what's now, happening Linda, in the jewelry now, store, guys?" I am not, <laughs> not a conspiracy theorist here, but <laughs> what I have, what I am starting to believe mm-hmm. when it comes to a lot of this so-called looting, because there are plenty of videos that clearly show white people cops, store owners being mm-hmm. complicit, to say the least, in the vandalism of their own right. property. Um, so I'm wondering if there is mm-hmm. some kind of, not to say this particular case is this, but just in general, since a lot of small businesses have been obviously suffering during this pandemic and many of them did not get the stimulus that um, they thought they would i'm starting right. to wonder if some of these people are just in cahoots to say hey look it's niggas outside this is a perfect time to sneak in some little insurance scandal yeah i i'm not disputing that but oh, no, the police. Mean, it was, saying, it was like, a cruiser day and everything I'll, I, I actually googled i'll let you judge you, for you yourself because you know i haven't <laughs> I just saw a clip. I didn't actually watch it yet. I'm gonna oh, you watch see? It. Oh, it's a short clip. Because I saw one clip that was pretty long. And I don't know afraid. if it was like, um, just like, they would... uh, you know, like a report. You know, how, like people would talk oh, about okay. it. Like, and they just show us, just show that small clip and then talk about it or mm-hmm. what. But definitely uh, interesting that, you know, the cops seem to be the biggest criminals. <laughs> Oh, they are. We are you we, and we know this. So yeah, I just thought that was like you said, interesting. Um, what else did I see? Oh, another interesting thing I saw on the um Al Gore's interwebs was a guy in DC, Rahul, I forgot his last name, but he ended up um letting some protesters, you know, there was a curfew, mm-hmm. curfews been um, stop now, but there was there was a curfew for like two days, two or three days, and so there were protesters out after the curfew. I want to say it was like nine o'clock, uh, it might have been later. I don't know, 
But anyway, there was like 50 of them. And he let them into his house because the police were beating them and, um, you know, harassing them. So he let them into his first. They had him jacked up. But he told them, like, look, I live here. And they let him go. And um, so he ended up letting the protesters come into his house. It turned out, ended up, um, by the end of it, it was like 100 people in his house. Um, and he was fine with it. Like, he was cool. So that turned into, there's probably more now, but that turned into five other houses letting people stay, like g- giving people a safe haven. Um, so mm-hmm. I was like, this is really great. Of course, they're white people. This is really great. But it's also fucking shameful that we have to have yeah. a modern day underground railroad. This is crazy, but you know what's it's, it? It's crazy that it's necessary. And what, what's so even more fucked up when it is, if it was, if it did come to that, how many niggas could really identify the North Star right now? I know I couldn't. <laughs> I can't, and I'm telling y'all right now, you better fucking learn yeah, you better, your um, North, South, East, and West. You better learn what I side know how to read map, and that's because of my dad. Follow the drinking goal. So, all, like no, yeah, no I'm, real I'm being shit because like, you don't know what's coming. But, but like, so Linda, to to yeah, that point, um, that's true. again, that is definitely amazing. You know, like it's gr- it's great to see some mm-hmm. people, non-black people, finally just acknowledging and not only acknowledging but being intentional Think about I'm really sorry. helping to make a difference. You know, not just. Saying, oh, that's sad, mm-hmm, and oh, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, and you know, we need more peace. <laughs> well, he was, uh, uh, I don't Indian with the dot. The way you described it racist? sounded pretty racist to someone Indian. that doesn't know you. I'm gonna be honest. Um, Hindu might be, but I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he was Hindu. He was, yeah. I'll just yeah. say we'll, age. We'll, we'll How about it. that? Um, but anyway, you're shouting him out, so clearly you're not describing him. Yeah, I but, I'm uh, not racist at all. I have white friends. <laughs> One of my best friends yeah, is my, white. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of, I, I really don't have a white person that I'm like super, super close with right now. Not that I'm not, I'm not saying I don't have one. I'm really cool. It. Just you know, that I just say I, I I can't say I have one that I consider like my best friend. I talk to every day. Yeah, oh no, no. that's no, one no. of my best. Of course, friends. no no great. issue. My my Shout son's best friend is white. Coolest little dude ever. Well, kind of lost the right. <laughs> I'd be like my nigga. So, well, She'd hey, be like snap. Four hundred years, that's the least you can give us. Um. But no, uh, that's dope that, you know, again, people are outside of the race, of the black race are stepping up, acknowledging privilege, um, pointing it out in others, and then actually doing something about it, not just stopping on saying that it's sad. I and mean, you know, um, what I'll also say is this can be and should be a learning moment for us as people that like, hey, they can't kick you off your own property. So at the end of the day, yes, I get the protests, you know, on, right. you know, like the 
the mall in Washington and, you know, White House and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, peaceful demonstration, you know, you're supposed to be allowed to do that because clearly, clearly the KKK can. Now, why mm-hmm. black people? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Man. If I'm a police officer, I think and a black person yelling at me because they're angry another black person died is far less a hazard to me than mm-hmm. a bunch of angry white people demanding their right to catch the Rona outside because they don't want to be in the house no more. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I would be, man. I would use my baton to say, hey, you right. got Rona, back the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least, you know what I'm saying? At least I see Black Lives Matter protesters. They got BLM masks or some shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but. Mm-hmm. I actually think all Black cops should be on leave right now. Or at the very least, organize to take a whole day off with and all of you at the same time on the same day and see how they feel about that. See if they realize, like, oh shit, damn, we really do need change. Like, at the very least, out of all of these these uprisings, I'm not calling them riots. The very least, we need police reform. This is absurd. The shit that they get away. Yeah, with. I think really that's like, the only way ridiculous. that any of this shit will even come close to being like peaceful anytime soon. And by the time that happens, I feel like a lot more fucked up shit is going to happen in between. Um, there has to be police accountability. It is. And look, I know that's, you know, officers mm-hmm. have uh, a very tough job to do, you know what I'm saying? Especially in the midst. Yeah, yeah, no question, no question. Like, that's the job they chose, though. Yeah, no, 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 no. And I'm not saying this yeah, to elevate them in any way. Like, I'm just acknowledging that you have to accept what you signed up for like you have to accept that it's a tough job you have to accept that you're going to deal with the public you're going to deal with people who Mm -hmm. you know may have mental illness come from you know especially if you're going to be a cop Mm -hmm. in the urban environment you got to understand what you're dealing with you got to understand that people talk a certain Mm -hmm. way communicate their emotions a certain way and you can't be scared of the people that you're there to protect and serve, you can't see them automatically mm-hmm. as a threat. You can't approach them with this malice, assuming the worst, trying to, you know, instigate a situation that you should be, mm-hmm. you know, de-escalating, you know, like you're a public service official. And I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of cops go into it with that mindset. I think, like, like I said, they see themselves as cowboys with licenses to kill and mentally know that there aren't any consequences for what we do to this particular group. So we're going to get all our cowboy shit off on them. Like police. You That's know what I'm saying? The ones that decide, because again, a lot of the oh, times right, the yeah. ones that be doing all this vigilante shit was the ones that couldn't cut it as cops. Like tried to be and, and, and didn't make it. So now, you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, I went to the academy. Yeah, nigga, you, you got mm-hmm. put out the second day. But hey, you know. And if you ain't make it there, you really something wrong with you. Because most police officers, I don't care if you mad at me. They dumb as shit. They be, something be wrong with them. And you know 40% of them right. uh, beat their wives. and or Right, and that's the thing. Like, you just most you look at the history, <laughs> specifically of these 
officers who get you know what i'm saying it's it's rare that i've seen and i, I can of course i can't account for every single one but most of the time when you see these reports come out about oh, yeah. a particular officer there's this like laundry list of shit that they, they done done in the past that you know like i said it ain't always even necessarily something racial mm-hmm. but just abusing their wives or you know reckless endangerment like they just have histories of being mm-hmm. histories of being like wow and the fact that police like i said if these crimes and these murders weren't just re- you know the the consequences weren't just reduced to the officer themselves if they get any at all like just imagine if it's just like okay if your officer gets charged with murder then you receive you lose your pension because you signed off on this you know what i'm saying or after the third complaint it should be an automatic suspension you know it should be your license without pay you shouldn't be able to police Mm -hmm. not only in that jurisdiction but any other like there has to be some type of universal consistent consequence for every Mm -hmm. you know every level you know what i'm saying because that's a chain like because you gotta think captains must you know Mm -hmm withhold information and evidence all the time that allows these people to still be able to go back to their jobs after doing what they do. And Yeah. And they need right. I think they need insurance too. They should have personal insurance. Or like, you know, something like so if, if you're you not know, insured, a, then you if, don't work. Because again, I, I saw somebody else um post this just talking about how, you know, when shit like this happens, it really the taxpayer really is the one that foots the bill because when, you know, the, the state has to pay, exactly. you know, a civil suit, not the, the, not the officer themselves. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, that comes out of, and that's who needs you know to be what I'm saying? So be it's so many more, it's such a bigger cost, not just to, you know, obviously the most important and heaviest cost is just the loss of life period. But then you factor in how, the people who mm-hmm. whose lives are being lost and taken are the ones still foot, footing the bill for these officers to be able to just do it and then get away with it consequence free. Right. And I, I, you know, it's just it's just sickening to me. It is. It is. So I could go on and on about the shit. These. This this is nonsense, but we're already like far in. So we still have to get to our gangster of the week and our cupcake of the week. And so we're gonna get to that right now. Um I am giving you my cupcake sauce. So Well Linda But um, you still want another one, right? (laughs) But maybe the world has become aware of the gangster and the cupcake of the week. A war, and it seems like people are vying heavily for the title. Um, <laughs> there are so many potential <laughs> candidates for this cupcake of the week, Linda. I don't even know how to decide. Um, All right, give me, give me your. Uh, how about we do it like this? You give me your candidates, and I'll okay, pick the so, cupcake. Um, I'll pick know, the sweetest I do one. This, uh, Holding people's on my Instagram story. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not too late. Oh, Still yeah, that was a good one. I meant um, to send people So, over. we're talking cancel culture. Okay. And um, this week, especially, it just seems, or in the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks since these protests, st- 
it just seems like people are just saying, hey, cancel me, cancel me, cancel me. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm going to go in order in which I became aware. So we're going to start with Desi Banks. Um, this is an IG comedian. I'm not exactly sure where he's from, but uh, he's super country. So I know he's from, I think he's from Atlanta. well, he's well south fuck. of the Mason-Dixon. I don't know that. Um, one of them but he came under fire yes. I want to say last week because he either tweeted or posted on his Instagram like a picture of like you know maybe Martin Luther King marching and saying this is protesting and then another picture of people I guess you know rioting uprising and saying you know this is not basically condemning the protesters for you know destroying property a couple of people mm-hmm. who said hey right and here's how i know people the was trying, got his brother on the right i saw several people say hey look and you know niggas keeping it real with you when they hit you like this like hey look man you done done a lot of good you know what i'm saying you done worked hard to build your fan base hey don't do this bro right don't do it apparently he doubles down on it, don't do it. <laughs> yeah uh within Less than 24 oh. hours, he lost almost half of his Instagram following. So, yeah, so naturally he apologized. Um, God damn. B. Simone, um, <laughs> another Instagram comic. I don't want to reduce them to that because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they do more than that, but that's just where. No, they don't. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, yeah, and, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, she, she, it, it was she, she does you know, a lot. So I'm kind of I think she had just posted something recently about how she just, you know, kind of made her first million and all the hard work she had put in, and you know, it, I, I really mm-hmm. respect you know people like her and Desi even and others who really use that platform and can actually build something off it by being consistent. Um, but she came under fire for you know basically. Mm-hmm saying the Christian woman in her couldn't wrap her mind around, you know, the protesting and, and, and rioting. Um, to which many people were quite uh, upset mm-hmm. considering um, the contradiction because of the lewdness of her comedy. You know, so... Reject. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, you, you're not oh, the too Christian to joke yeah. about sucking dick, but, you know, fighting back pol- against police, pro- right, brutality, oh, right. you know, God has called you away from that. Okay. Um, so then there was those <laughs> two. There was, uh, ooh, this one hurt. Trina. Man, how that hurt? I was dying like I mean, because I page. think, you know, and again, <laughs> this is a new era. So Trina is one of, you know, the old guards in front of, as far as like female rappers. Like, I feel like there was a point where, you know, Trina was like definitely kind of like the, the wave, you know, at like kind of almost oh, okay. entail into see. like the real Foxy Kim. Like when they were really, you know what I'm saying? She was kind of like that bridge. I feel like she was one of the first Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. mainstream getting love in the South 
Right, but just you know, and she was the bridge to uh, City Girls. I was Girl. always a Trina fan, you know what I mean. So, um, she very oh, okay. candidly um, spoke about the rioting and or I know you don't like to use the word. I'm just saying because it's these are the words they're saying, but you know the looting that's going on in Miami, and you know she basically right, yeah, yeah, wanted yeah. the curfew to be moved up earlier than it was, and all the looters who she referred to as animals um, be arrested because they're destroying black businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Right. Of course it's not And they broke it to her friends. Um, and that was the thing. And, you know, and, right. You know, the person who she was speaking with, and I believe it was Trick Daddy. I'm not sure. I think it was Trick. Okay. Um, but, you know, he's, you know, trying to give some context. Like, true. you know, you understand, like, okay, like your friend got insurance, you know these are people talking about their lives. Yes, it's, I'm not saying I condone it, but and she just wasn't hearing mm-hmm. none of it. If somebody said if Trick Daddy the voice, it's very reason, true. Um, you got to shut the hell very up. Very true. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of people canceling her, um, and. But I was like, damn, we can't even tax it. You just cut it with So, you could just go back and shit. Way to cut it the knees, Linda. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, well, I yeah, mean, that's what I yeah, said. I'm just I, saying what I, I said. Know, yeah. Yeah. But you know who else? You This was probably too late for um, airtime. Oh, I don't know if you heard about it, but me. Eve. Not right now. You know, she's married to the white man. I don't know if this will ruin it, but <laughs> she said that she's having conversations with her husband that she's never had to have. And I'm like, bitch, how you want to oh, have okay, a conversation about I blackness mean, before you got married? Yeah, Are you okay. crazy? I, I, you, know, I, you know, the little Denzel no, 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 it's not like, sour relief. Like, like, that's right. I sense. thought you were about to say Eve said something wild. I mean... <laughs> No, no, no. She didn't. It was just dumb in regards to being in an interracial relationship. Because, lady, how did you well, have this conversation? He so, knows you're black, right? He's seen so you without a wig. So he even had some kind of money black. before. And obviously, this man got more money than her. But you know, it's not like he came and got her out the hood. You know what I'm saying? He already had somewhat of a bag. That, I mean, yeah, but, but still you know, was I, rough around no, the edges. Again, she still I, is. That's you know, uh, yeah. He, he, I'm sure he just doesn't have any context and really needs it. Break, yeah. He really because you know what I'm saying it's like okay, uh, yeah. She, you know, she, Eve, a hundred percent, you know, black woman for sure. But you know what I'm saying at the same time, again, she's experienced a level of success mm-hmm. that would make her perspective different than the average black woman you're gonna find coming out of Philly. And that's not saying nothing about black women in Philly, but you know. She had, you know, she she been in gentrified right. no, before. Right. I'm sure. Right. Um, so I'm sure he needed some context. But my last one mm-hmm. is Drew Brees. Now this is, and I'm going to be honest. Based on my poll, this <laughs> there's like this nigga's canceled from my following. My followers have canceled this nigga thoroughly. Um, no, no one thus far has decided that they would forgive <laughs> Drew Brees. But, um. We are right. The back, 
context of this is he was one of the many voices in the NFL who spoke out about Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem and of course missing the point as white people always do uh, making it about the flag and the military Mm -hmm. over the protest Mm -hmm. of this anthem being sung in a country where the words of it don't actually apply to everyone so you fast forward to this was 2016 i believe Mm -hmm. kaepernick has not played football since that season and even to this day after all the shit we've been seeing uh nfl now deciding they want to be a social activist group uh a nigga getting his neck nailed on Mr. Saints is still doubling down on this theory that kneeling during the anthem is still disrespectful to the flag. And for the first time, well, I won't say the first time, but when I say the black NFL players like got him out of there, like, you know, now, now you know it. You know it's bad when white people apologize. No, I'm all right now. Niggas, you know what I'm saying? Niggas, you kind of got to. You know what I'm saying? But white people usually ain't that quick to, you know what I'm saying? Especially after you already done doubled down on that. Like, you chose this time after seeing all this (laughs) controversy, all this hurt, all this pain from people who are reeling literally over someone's Mm -hmm. neck being nailed on. You still decide to bring it up right in the midst of the shit. Like, ain't even let... You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if they had announced the arrest yet. You know what I'm saying? This thing, and he and he doubles right. down on that of uh, the other three officers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Linda, it's it's a it's a pick me on the on the cupcake. <laughs> Trina. All right, so we got Drew. Yeah, we got, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Uh, fuck it, Drew. Drew is the cupcake. God damn it! Cause, cause, you know what? That Drew means actually it's my gangster, but. Drew the cupcake. And I, I, I know that it's it's not it's not <laughs> me being a, 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 a racist towards white people, but in a way, it's just a it's just it's just a show that, like I said, now Desi, B, uh, Simone, both again apologize for you know the the pain they caused, and and so and so did and Drew did too. Drew did too, but. Yeah, Again, I think but... making it specific about like, like just completely missing the mark. Like, you know, if you say something about looting or damaging property, objectively, I can understand that, you know, in your mind, this doesn't justify that. And in some ways, I can definitely see there are definitely going to be some casualties as a result of this for small businesses, Black-owned businesses, where some of them are going to have to go through a lot to get back to where they were before all this, if they can at all. At the same time, if a Black owner, Mm -hmm. a Black person, a Black athlete, a Black politician, a Black fucking FBI agent can't walk down the street without being harassed by cops, then what's the point of having 
a structure that you can't safely make it to and from without worrying about what's going to happen to you in the streets because you're black and thinking that the cops are going to designate black owner. Oh, you you own a shop. Oh, okay. You're a different kind of nigga. We shouldn't rush you. Like they, they arresting people that got the, uh, like you saw a video <laughs> of people calling, I think it was the LAPD to protect their store, and the cops end up arresting arrest them. So I, I feel like I, I feel like the capital capitalism mentality has infiltrated to where some people are understandably worried about their bag, but I think you should be more worried about your freedom and your rights to enjoy the bag and get mm-hmm. to it without it costing you your life because you came in contact with the police. So mm-hmm. I, I, I get it, but you can replace them buildings. That shit can be rebuilt. If you got your business in order, you probably got some level of insurance to cover that. Yeah, it's going to be rough for you. I get it. But if you was really out there doing something for the community and really giving people opportunities, really making shit better, then even if somebody damaged, chances are somebody probably would have stepped up and said, nah, we're not, we not touching this place. I know them. I know they'd be out here for real. And right. if it was so happened that you did become a victim of that, but you was, again, actually for the community and doing shit for the community, chances are people are going to proactively help you get back on your feet, go and support going to show up and, and, and hold it down. So I, I think for the black business owners out there, again, I know it sucks. Y'all worked hard to, you know, establish and, you know, complete your goal and, you know, accomplish a dream. And it sucks to see it all going up in smoke and stuff like that. But you also got to think, man, what good is it having that in a country that don't value you as a person anyway? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Outside of what you contribute monetarily, you know what I'm saying? If you lost that some other means people still wouldn't care so i think you know black businesses invest in the community take care of the community you know mm-hmm. be a, a resource to the community so that in times of need the community nine times out of ten if you're doing right by them they're gonna go above me on and do right by you and that's just exactly. how i feel about that but you all that, all I that wish we could be... have ended with that yeah but we can't so <laughs> Let's get to your gangster, though. Let's get to your yeah, gangster, though. Yeah, I don't have a cupcake. So my gangster actually, since Drew Brees is the cupcake, it actually leads into my gangster because my gangster is, um, oh, shit. Who's my gangster? My gangster is Amir Abdullah. He is Abdiggity on IG. So what made me feel like he was my gangster is because he, so he plays for the Vikings. He's an uh, NFL player. He plays for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And he made a public um, stand. He took a public stance and told Drew Brees to stand on what he said. <laughs> Which I was like, yeah, I agree. But him speaking out against Drew Brees and speaking out against, um, you know, racial inequality, period. Can get him blackballed as we as we have seen with Kaepernick. If you get him blackballed, get him fired, you know all that jazz. Because he um he didn't only say stand on what what you um stand on what you say. He he talked about white fragility. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And what he also said, which is why I don't like apologies after people say things. And I think that they should stand on what they say. If that's what you said, unless you really did think about what you said and have a change of heart, which I don't think happens overnight, which is what he said. Um, He said, he said, now that you're being condemned for your ignorance, lack of historical education and lack of empathy, don't backpedal and ask for forgiveness now. He said, I find it really hard to believe that true psychological change was made overnight. And now all of a sudden you understand why what you said was extremely negligent and, and insensitive to not only your teammates, but Black America. You're just embarrassed. And now you're protecting the brand. Now you're protecting your brand in the city of New Orleans, which, oh, if you didn't notice, after playing there for almost 14 years, it's majority Black. Let's not fall victim to white fragility. Have a nice day. <laughs> well said, sir. So that was just his caption, but he went off in his video, which is uh, like two minutes long. It's, it's pretty long. Uh, well, not long, long, but, you know, uh, it, it had to go to IGTV. But he he went off. So um, he's my gangster because he stands on what he says. And he, like I said, could potentially be blackballed or fired or whatever. You know, they can find a way to trade him or whatever just because he's not with the status quo. And because he called out Drew Brees, who's a veteran, I guess, you know, 14 years. And I think Amir is fairly new to um, football. I'm not sure. You know, I don't be knowing shit about sports. But, um, you know, to call out white fragility and to call out, like, to tell this man to stand on what he said and say, like, nigga, you not sorry. You know what I'm saying? You meant what the fuck you said. And now you're sad because this didn't go the way you thought it was because you're, you thought you were white and you can say whatever you want, regardless of what the fuck is going on in this world, which is complete and utter turmoil, and you're just not even paying attention. Mm. So, he's my cupcake. I mean, my, my gangster, sorry. He is my gangster. Um, his name is Abdiggity on Instagram, and that's all I got. Who's your gangster? Well, Linda, my gangster <laughs> for this week is my president, Mr. Barack Obama. Oh, I was about to say, nigga, we're not about to do this. Oh, again. Oh, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I, there's only one Republican on this this podcast, and it's not me. Uh, it ain't me. <laughs> you know, you called your president earlier. My president is Barack Obama. Um, I don't have a fucking president. I don't trust none of them niggas, but go ahead. Well, I, I kind of trust Barack. Um, I do not. Go on. Hey, I mean, he's a, look, he's the closest to what I can trust. So, look. If, if, it's, if it's Barack and all the 40 other presidents in the room, which one are you going <laughs> you going to find your way to? Anyway. Uh, uh, probably Kennedy, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. Or are you talking about living, living president? I mean, I guess if, you know, the ghost of Kennedy is, you know, your cup of tea. But anyway. Um, go ahead. Who is your gangster? I mean, why is he your gangster? So, Barack Obama, to me, is like the phantom president. Like mm-hmm. Trump is the one that some people voted for. <laughs> but Barack has a way of showing up when shit is most chaotic for Trump 
and just mm-hmm. adding a little jab of of class <laughs> and dignity and calm and tranquility that I know for a fact disturbs the shit out of Trump. <laughs> it's, oh, it's got to be real maddening. quick. Go ahead. You know, on June 14th, you're supposed to flood Trump's Twitter with pictures of Barack Okay, can somebody please post some explicit directions on how to do that properly? It's the thing. Yeah. You just post you just post pictures of I don't like I don't, I, birthday. So you just post pictures on Trump Twitter. Oh, I don't I, of, I, of you at Trump with pictures of Barack. Oh, okay. I have to remember that. <laughs> but um Barack held a town hall meeting. Um mm-hmm. was it yesterday? I, I, I believe it was yesterday. Um And I didn't watch the whole thing, but it's just amazing that despite being away from office for, you know, going on four years now officially, um, I don't know. It's like he's Batman. It's like he just knows exactly when to show up. (laughs) Like when the world's going crazy, when Gotham's burning, when the Joker takes over the country and now you got Bane and everybody that nigga not even a joker, but go ahead. But he just looks more like that. Like that's just a. He does. Yeah. Either that. Uh. What's the. So what was this town face? hall about? Um. So it was just. It was just about you know all the protests going on and you know oh. you know just kind of he had different um like youth activists um different you know leaders former White House personnel that he's worked with in the past just kind of going over um. You know, basically different things, talking about the work he had done to, you know, establish an initial, you know, like data based initiative um, for like his Mm -hmm. youth foundation to, you know, bridge some of the gaps and, you know, racial, you know, equality and stuff like that. And some of the work he's just been doing since the presidency. But again, just to kind of still be able to, you know, take over you know, the, the take over the attention and, and I feel like he's kind of like the only person that can kind of steal Trump's thunder. And even when he is so graceful about it, it's still like the subtle jabs he throws. And, I don't know. I didn't watch it. So, but I'm glad he, um, I'm glad he did that because he does give people a sense of hope. And, and and I think that's what what it is. Like you know, Donald Trump, you know, obviously is a narcissist, and you know, has oh made everything, uh, you know, Worse. you know, it, it's kind of everything is you know somehow tied to his personal accomplishment of himself. Like in a pandemic, that nigga basically walked out the White House and was like, "I dare you niggas to keep going," and they was like, "Bet." <laughs> like yeah, I mean, you know the. <laughs> the endless stories about him and, you know, just his leadership. And he just, you know, like this whole thing of white fragility. It's just like, you know, mm-hmm. he he's not smart enough to listen to the people he should. When he when the people he should mm-hmm. listen to refute or discredit, disprove what he says, he... You're fired. Yeah, he attacks <laughs> them versus just, I don't know, Googling some shit himself. <laughs> and Obama, like I said, just so, just so smooth. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like... I don't know. That's true. I, 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 look, I mean, now granted, I, I'm pretty sure he's, you know, no longer able to have children, but if that nigga was able to have a son... Ooh, about, well, I don't know about Michelle. I'll tell you. you know, I, I'm sure he could still have kids. I don't know. I just think it's a little, you know, a little late for that, but... He's only like 50, yeah. Only 59, okay. 
I said 50 young. I don't no, know he's how old. He's 59. He's almost 60. He'll be 59. That's what he said on the town. But you know, old men could be can have can can have kids today like 80, 90. I don't think they stop. Well, I mean, if the if the machine's still working, you know. But anyway, yeah. but anyway, I, I I don't know. I just you know I was talking to my mom about this and. I just don't know if I can really get as excited about a candidate that isn't black. Like after, you know, and, and for me, Obama's presidency was the first time like I was able to actually vote and participate. So, you know, being a young black male and the first time you get to vote, you get to vote for a black, black president. It's just like after that, it's like um, kind of over all these old white people. <laughs> Young white people, look, look, young white people, young white people. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm open, but I, I just feel like this old guard, like all them crime bill niggas, got. Oh yeah, yeah. I, that's why I said the other day. You ever notice how mean motherfuckers live the longest, and all them old white motherfuckers mean as shit. Yeah, like that shit didn't, like that shit don't clog your arteries, like all that hatred, like. No, that's what keeps them going. Apparently, eighty six kicking like. Yeah, like I fucking yeah, niggers. like <laughs> that's what keep them going. Fucking hating niggers. That, that's what it is. Shit is ridiculous. Like steroids. We got ten more minutes. Might as well keep going for two hours. So if you got anything else you want to discuss, uh, I'm trying to think of another. Okay. Gangster. Yeah, because I there there were some others that I wanted to shout out. Um I definitely want to shout out Steven Jackson. Um he is Steven Jack- he oh, okay. is a former NBA player. Um played with all the kids. Yeah, I think he does have several kids. But he was he's been um very present and um you know, on the front lines in regards to George Floyd, because that was actually his friend. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right. Um, but just in general, I mean, he's always kind of, you know, from a distant observation, he's always seemed like a very straightforward, solid stand up mm-hmm. dude when it comes to, you know, just doing right by his people. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it mm-hmm. real, speaking up about different issues in the world and not being afraid to voice his opinion. So, no, he's not. So, you know, I can always just respect and appreciate people like that, you know, especially when, you, you know, saying you, you've attained a certain level of success to be on the front lines is something you don't always see people who, you know, made their money and it's kind of escaped the hood. You don't always see them willing mm-hmm. to be on the front lines. Um, no, I have a Matt Barr is funny and shit together. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Um... I, would, I would love to smoke a J with those two guys. <laughs> But oh, so since we're talking about that, I have a rather rather controversial opinion. Um, and people have probably stopped listening by now, so I'm going to just say it. Are you going to get us canceled <laughs> with this opinion, Linda? <laughs> I'll probably get canceled. You probably won't. Well, but, I can't do the show without you. So. Um, well, I I will ask your opinion, and you do not have to answer. But do you know that? George Floyd's brother, you know, he started a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. And do you know what it's up to? It's like some millions, right? Dude, as of today, it was $12.5 million. 
The little girl's GoFundMe is $1.5 million. The sister's is $365,000. But all of I'm saying all of this to say, you know, I don't know if you know, but you can stop a GoFundMe at any time. <laughs> so why do you need $12 million? Because your brother died. And the GoFundMe specifically states, it doesn't say that they're going to do anything great with the money. It says, for me and my family. That's what it says. Their goal was 1.5. I don't even know why they needed that. But I'm not trying to spend nobody money. But I just think, this is my opinion, that anybody with some class and some cool would have ended that GoFundMe by now. Unless you have specifically decided that one, you know, some of those millions are going to go back into the black community to change things. You know what we don't have as black people? We don't have any lobbyists, which is basically bribery. But we don't have any lobbyists. When people are lobbying on the hill, always lobbying for us because we don't have no fucking money. We don't have no money in our community. So I'm going off on a tangent, but I do you think or would you stop the GoFundMe at or would you have ha- have stopped the GoFundMe at a certain amount? Or would you just let it keep going? Because people keep donating, so why not? Well, Linda. <laughs> no. You don't I, have to I, answer. I, 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 now, me personally, and this is just again me personally. I am not mm-hmm. the type of person that is going to start a GoFundMe. I, I, that, I, so right, that, me let me just add that context to what I'm saying. Um, I definitely believe that in a situation like this, they deserve some level of support. How much in terms of monetarily, yeah. I'm not sure because what I've Nothing's going to bring Absolutely him back. Not. Now, in terms of just expenses, um, I have seen that Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. has volunteered to cover the expenses for the funeral, which was... He paid the funeral, which was a crazy amount. 80, 88000 yeah, that's a lot. Um, I uh, saw, and I'm not sure if it's true, but it's reported that Kanye is donating a couple million dollars. Yeah. And I think that's that being true. split up between his daughter's college fund his and children. some other families too, not just all going to George Floyd's daughter, but um Right. I mean he has more than one kid, I think. I'm not Does sure. He? I just saw the daughter. I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah. I, don't know. Um, I did uh I don't know. I mean I definitely think at some point yeah, twelve million does seem like kind of a lot, you know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, stuff like that. I I just believe that you know what I'm saying. If you if you could tell me how you going, you know, how you're going to use that to like what's if you use that and you start like a community center in his name, then okay, hey, you know what I'm saying. I'm sure that costs a lot lot of money but you know yes. lawyer fees I'm sure that's going to cost you know a lot of money now and a lot they're going to get a settlement from the city that's what a lawyer can say I mean I, I'm just I'm just just saying like you know in terms of it, 
yeah, oh, just, you know, about this. things okay. that, okay, I know what costs a lot of money to get done. You know what I'm saying? So, True. But True. again, I feel like in this, in cases like this, I feel like there was going to be a or several celebrities that were going to help out and foot the bill anyway. Now, like you mm-hmm. said, I'm sure they're going to get some kind of money that would be enough to, you know, put themselves in a position to not need for anything in their immediate future enough to buy, you know, property, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I feel comfortable making $12 million off a family member's death. And I'm not saying making it like they intended to make that much, but just yeah, at I some point it's just like, okay, you know, enough is enough. Or, you know, I would, of course, for myself personally, just want to be in a position where like, yeah, I ain't got to donate shit. My family, you know, we already got it to take care of whatever need to be taken care of. Right. And my kids good. And my and kids you're not in that position, good. then okay, you accept what you need. But, you know, I, I I can't say what's excessive if I don't know what's going to be done with that. I hope that a large portion of that is used to start some type of, um, you know, <laughs> some type of social, you know, response to bettering things for everybody, mm-hmm. not just his family but you know that's I'm gonna just keep hope alive so uh, hey, that's, that's all you can do. do last thing before we go Linda last thing I make this quick because this kind of ties into okay. um, what you're saying so I, I saw someone mm-hmm. um, tweet that um, Bob Johnson of BT has uh, mm-hmm. put the number of like 14 trillion dollars out there in reparations which should be paid um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think somebody broke that down to, you know, $333 million. Right. No, I, I saw say that wasn't enough. I did. What? Um, so, nigga, I'd take $33,000. i am not going to lowball, but three hundred something. I'm just saying, but, like, what you the know, fuck? And, I'm doing, and this is somebody that, again, I see this on Twitter, and, you know, I started to type a response, and I was just the Lord whispered to me, delete, <laughs> you know, because I, I didn't want to go back and forth with this person. But, you know, I'm thinking right. like, that's every individual person. That means if you a baby, you got 330, you know what I'm saying? So you right. take an average family of four, that's, you know, over a million dollars right there per family that can mm-hmm. buy property, that can get you out of debt, that can start mm-hmm. a business and, you know, set you up to make it. And I just think about like... Right, to the point I made earlier about how you know we can't get kicked off property we own. Imagine if you know, not obviously niggas ain't gonna spend all fourteen trillion dollars on no fucking land. They got to get some J's and a chain, but <laughs> you know after that, if everybody buys property or a significant amount of that, like just think of you know black people invested. Let's just say a total of half of that. So if everybody took, you know what I'm saying, 150,000, 175,000 mm-hmm. and just invested that in like some property, imagine how much more leverage the black community would have. Real leverage. You are absolutely correct. And we have like, 45 yeah, seconds. So. But okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that one. Yes, we will. Thank you all for rocking with us this long. We've really chatted yeah, a lot some today. Reason, Linda thinks we're going to be an hour. And guys, we're just too entertaining for that. We're sorry. We're sorry we're just <laughs> twice as entertaining as we want to be. 
<laughs> well, thank y'all for listening as usual. Send us your letters because we still want to give um the uh what do you call it advice. And we love y'all. And as Sock says, black people what? I don't know. Black Can people never say goodbye. You're right. My bad. Bye, nigga. <laughs>